like a cartoon made of your childhood, and they showed you like the early sketches and the early sketch of you, like the character that's you as a little boy, looked like something created on the Isle of Doctor Moreau. Would you give notes back to the animators or what? I think I'd walk, man. Like I am <laughs> Just not walk being, right off the project. I am not being a little pig creature. Like I know I'm a fat comedian, and like, yeah. hey, that's the gag. Yeah. yeah. But, like, his nose is a pig nose. You know, I would have said, you nailed it. (laughs) That's exactly what I looked like. But it's, like, pig nose, and then, like, he's got essentially two front teeth that are so far apart. Like, the only teeth on the top of his mouth are two front teeth that are so far apart, they look like pig fangs, like warthog fangs. He looks like Goofy, the grossest version of Goofy. A Goofy-Louis hybrid. Like if Goofy was on Jupiter and the gravity was such that it smushed (laughs) him into, like, this blob. Yes. Welcome to Animation Damnation number 11. I'm Andrew Jupin alongside Eric Siska and Steven Sadek. We're talking about... Life with Louie, the cartoon from the 90s, the Louie Anderson cartoon. Uh, this episode, it was actually, it's not from the series itself. It's no, a it's, Christmas special. It's like a premi- it was a series premiere, actually. This was the first thing they ever did. Yeah. Which was a Christmas surprise for Mrs. Stillman, <laughs> which aired December 18th, 1994. And uh, what a way to not get me in the Christmas spirit watching this horror show. Well, speaking of which, the first thing you see is Louie Anderson wrapping presents. Oh, hey there, everybody. Just wrapping some gifts all by myself. (laughs) I know. He's got no family, nobody near him. You need, like, at least a family dog. Yes. Get get me a dog in that shot. It's it's just a creepy middle-aged guy (laughs) wrapping presents and telling you stories. Yikes. (laughs) I remember my emotionally abusive childhood. It was kind of funny. That's all this cartoon is, which is yeah. weird because I was saying this to Eric before we went on the air. Like his, you watch like some of his stand up from the eighties, and it's really funny. Like yeah. he's oh, yeah. he's got a very nice like acerbic wit to him. Mm. It's very dry. He had a very good delivery, and that's fine when you're talking about your shitty dad. Yes, in stand up comedy. Yes, right. making a cartoon for children. Not as much. Well, it was originally aired in primetime, so I think this idea was maybe we're going to do a Simpsons critic situation. Right, but that dad is not toned down when it went to Fox Afternoons. No, it's not. He's it's just a fucking si- miserable fuck with a thousand-yard stare. It's, it's, like, it's like if Louis Anderson voiced the dad from the wonder years in a cartoon Mm, because remember that miserable prick on that show but it's not but even he was a little bit cuddly this guy is just like a fucking todd Solomon's guy you know what i mean like (laughs) he's reading tiger beat magazine in the backseat of his car in the kmart parking lot no i just mean he's a human nightmare you know what i mean like all of todd everyone in todd Solomon's movies are different kinds of human not everybody's a child molester no everyone stems from some sort of a human nightmare everyone's a monster and this guy is a cartoon monster. You're very right. Like, <laughs> so is Louie, actually. I mean, <laughs> you got a little pig man <laughs> as like your oldest yep. son. You have the character of the older sister who's only ever seen in silhouette, which yeah. is weird. You've got the little brother that looks like the little brother from South Park, which yes. is weird. You got the mom who she's just learned to be quiet over the years. Mm, yeah. And then you got this dad who's like got little toothpick legs and this gigantic barrel chest. All I can think about this entire time was when did they do the episode of this cartoon where this dad has a massive cartoon heart attack? Because <laughs> he's just screaming and yelling and he's 
big and gross. It's upsetting. And, and you I don't pe- want to celebrate Christmas with these people. People are hitting people is all I'm going to say. It's the 70s sort of. I think it's earlier than that. Yeah, it's like oh, probably right. 60s. Yeah, because or... he's talking about the big one. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's supposed to. I mean, because Louis Anderson right now is like 60. I think he's, I saw 90 yeah. like 61 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like. Yeah, it's back there. It's the, you know, he's like the early 60s. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. yeah this guy is still in power. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this was a weird trend in the 90s where we were like, okay, here's a really successful comedian. We got a yes. couple of things for him. Maybe. Is he going to be a sidekick in action movies? No, not really. Um, how about we give him a sitcom? Everybody likes a good sitcom. How about we animate their childhood? Yeah. Bobby's Lo- World? Lil Rosie? You remember that shit? Wait, Holy no, shit. Yeah. Lil Rosie Wait. was the cartoon of the childhood of Roseanne Barr. Oh, my yeah, God. Dude. How many kids died watching that? <laughs> Is that like The Ring? <laughs> I forgot about Little Rosie. Wow. What is the marketing strategy? Like, these are not, they're all adult comedians. They all yeah. have, like, they're not, like, you know, not that these are, like, cutting edge, like, fucking dice clay types. However, right. not that dice clay was ever cutting edge, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, adult oriented. Roseanne's, though, I don't understand because that sitcom was humongous. Mm-hmm. Why do you need a kid's cartoon? Yeah. I can understand Louis Anderson. Like, he had a failed sitcom. On one of the networks that didn't really go that far. Howie Mandel, I can understand. Yes. Who's watching My Little Monster that much. And also Howie Mandel, at least Bobby's World, it was a different character. And it was a character he did in his stage shows. That's like he, true. Yes. He would do a kid voice. And like, that was the bit. And he would do he would do that voice. Yeah. I really would like a little separation. Yes. From this. I don't. Yeah. I don't want it to be little Louie Anderson. <laughs> Lil Louie. That's like, what it should have been called, by the way. Lil well, Louie. You, you couldn't. You get sued by Roseanne. Oh, that's right. Lil Rose. <laughs> because I feel like Roseanne watched <laughs> Louie be... Anderson's career like a hawk looking for a lawsuit. <laughs> you trying, Anderson. You try and play poker and eat fucking potato chips. I'll break your fucking neck, you know. <laughs> I'll do it, you know. Watch. I'll fucking break your goddamn neck. Tom! <laughs> Tom do you see what he said? Oh, great. You're going to get your goons after me. Get, here come the goon squad, the Tom Arnold goon squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm really scared of Tom Arnold. Whoopty fuck, Rosie. <laughs> I just, man. God, I want this to re- be real. Petty battles between Louis Anderson and Roseanne. Dude, a fat comedian war is what I want. <laughs> like, Wait, if, we, if we ever somehow strike an impossibly rich, can we make a movie about all these comedians fighting each other in some weird scenario? No, that's... That's a movie. Get, get the five families together. Right, it's Gabriel like, Iglesias is there. It's <laughs> like the late shift, but fat and mean. Even meaner. And bigger budget. Some explosions. And then, like, there's part of it, like, there's a real, there's a street fight that's about to happen. And then Jerry Seinfeld runs in. He's like, all right, everybody, keep it down. And then Roseanne's just like, get out of here, stick figure. And fucking <laughs> breaks, breaks Jerry Seinfeld over her knee. Dude, it would be great because you would have Louis Anderson and Roseanne really going toe to toe. And I mean, like, clobbering each other. Big time, it's like, like, yeah. like uh, uh, they live just alley fight. And I was thinking a Superman 2 fight. Like, he throws her into a huge coke. Sign. <laughs> I was thinking of King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> In a good way, I meant yeah, that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, so L- Louis stealing little Rosie's thunder here, right? He's got his little cartoon lifestyle. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, all of that cartoon was just like, 
It's based on, you know, material that he did. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much of it was actually autobiographical, but a lot of it's like, here's another thing about how my dad was a prick. Mmm, delicious. I mean, this cartoon plot is so thin that it's like, how can it not be? I don't know. It's like the dad comes home from work or whatever, right? Oh, he's always at work he's livid about it he's livid about being home and he wants some quiet right you yeah, know all yeah. the and all that's happening a real tom Berenger dad yeah exactly <laughs> and all that's happening is the tv's on and he's already flipping out <laughs> this cartoon does something that i hate when cartoons do when cartoons watch real live things on tv i hate it, I hate it so much it makes me uncomfortable don't make me watch two Fucking planes of existence at one time. They're watching what Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "What the fuck is this shit? Turn this on. What is this garbage, Louie? Turn it on Channel Two. That it's good to delineate it because there's two voices. He does two voices. He certainly does. He does his dad, where he uses his voice but a little bit higher. Hey, Louie, why are you so fucking fat? And then he's got this. He's got another voice for himself as a little kid. Hey, Dan. This is what I always wanted to sound like. I'm always whining about something. And it's like, oh, man. Oh, man. It's Let's like, pull this car over. It's <laughs> like he, he got the script mixed up and he's reading the, like. The oh, dad, no, I've been reading for my dad. Yeah, the dad should have the deep voice and the, the kid should have the high voice. You didn't have that voice when you were a kid. It makes no sense that this is the way it's set up. It's so dumb. And let me tell you something. Did he have reverse puberty? <laughs> He's like a Benjamin Button. <laughs> let me tell you something. God bless every other character on this cartoon because when you have scenes where it's just the two of them (laughs) yammering back and forth, it gives you a splitting headache. (laughs) And this episode is a whole lot of that because the majority of this episode is the two of them decorating a neighbor's house for Christmas and it's just the two of them bitching back and forth (laughs) at each other about the pettiest shit. Hold the ladder. I thought I was. Put that light up. I thought I was doing that, stupid. Dad, don't be so mean. Shut up, Louie. You're so fucking fat. And the guy in the recording booth is like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You think he was doing a live read and just switching back and forth? He does it at the end. At the end, like when he's... When we come back to him, he's like... Get those lights down. I'm like, oh, Jesus. It just gave me such a chill. I'm like... Okay, the, the the bare minimum plot here is basically the uh, his mother is like, oh that poor Mrs. Stillman, you know her her family's dead or moved away and she's poor, <laughs> so she can't have a nice Christmas. I'm gonna go over there and take her to the grocery store. Yep, because she can't afford to buy her own Christmas dinner apparently. And in that time, you and your father are gonna deck the halls through the roof that would take a day and a half yeah exactly you're you're gonna go over there you're gonna do it up real nice for this lady and meanwhile this dad is doing all he can to keep himself from murdering this family with a shovel <laughs> Like, yeah. this guy is at wit's end 24-7. He sleeps angry. He goes to the bathroom. There's a butler in there. <laughs> oh, things aren't going to the plan, are they, Mr. Anderson? <laughs> you know, I did notice that shiny new axe you bought over Thanksgiving <laughs> just collecting dust in the garage. Dad, are you still using the bathroom? Shut up! I just need the... 
the hair of the dog that bit me, Lloyd. <laughs> Mom, Dad's in there talking to the dead Shining Butler again. It's ridiculous. You should call a doctor. No, we're not paying medical bills, Louie, you fat. You stupid little fat. It's just, it's so insulting to the man who made it and the people watching it. The sound guy is just like, you know, it's a lot easier if I do this with my eyes closed. <laughs> I, you know, I usually don't, but I think today I feel, I hear it better with my eyes closed. Life with Louie, the cartoon where everybody gets fucked. Like it's just you're screwed if you watch it. You're screwed if you're poor Louis Anderson. I don't know what kind of catharsis this guy was getting out of this, or what he thought he was going to. But it's like, how much money was it that you're unearthing all of this pain, man? I mean, this guy was clearly a monster. So yeah, they, this monster's wreaking havoc in the neighborhood. So of course the police show up. Yeah, he gets hassled by the the fuzz in this episode. It's kind of a gag. I mean, this is it, it's like kind of Simpsons light uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. And you know, he's like the, the the surly dad. But you know, it's kind of fun when when Homer yells at Bart. Yeah. But uh, he you know, he's he's the bad dad in the neighborhood. They're like, oh, Mr. Anderson's breaking into a house, and he's like, no, I'm not. I'm spreading Christmas cheer, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> But I love that all the kids in the neighborhood know, like, what a shithead he is. Because, mm-hmm. like, eventually the kids all... <laughs> the guy is up on the roof, like, putting lights up or something. And the kids come up to this dark house to start caroling. And the sound of their angelic voices scares the shit out of this man. And he falls off the roof. And the kids are like, oh, look, it's Louie's dad. That big idiot, Andy <laughs> Anderson. Wonder who he's going to punch in the face tonight. <laughs> and... We finally get voiceover from Louie. Like, at that point, I was looking at my dad hanging for his life, and I wondered, should I just walk away? I could go <laughs> next door and watch Miracle on 34th Street and turn the volume all the way up. Finally, I'd have my peace and quiet. <laughs> then I thought, what kind of life insurance policy does dad's <laughs> union offer? Would mom and I be okay? Would I have to get a job? Then I thought, it's probably best to let the old man live a couple more years. I know that that left and right aorta just can't hold out that much longer. Because, again, there's no way this cartoon character isn't dying from a massive cartoon heart attack. So Basically, the cops had, had accused him of potentially robbing this old lady's house. <laughs> And he's in cuffs, like he's he's, he's almost getting, getting arrested. He is getting arrested because he's obviously resisting, and he's yelling that he fought in a war. Yeah, you're gonna take that guy downtown. Yeah, straighten yeah. a couple of things out. Really belligerent. I don't. I, I. You know, he came home late at night. Number one, not he, he's always at work. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> just like Don Draper's always at the office. <laughs> this well, guy was boilermaker. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> he's pounding some brewskis back. That's for sure. <laughs> And then little fat Louie emerges and is like, you're taking my dad away. Can I hit him in the face with your baton or what? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Let me work him over a bit. God, I got all seven years of anger built up inside this little pig body. I got to get it out before he gets the chair. So they uncuff him, and yeah. he's like, ah, good, you rotten police officers. 
And the guy drives away, and he's like, come on, Louie, let's fix this. I'm freezing my war wound off in the grossest line I've ever heard. I totally missed that. Yeah, I'm freezing my war wound off. Freeze it off. That's weird. It's like hanging scar tissue somewhere. Yeah, wouldn't you want that to freeze off? Take care of that? I mean, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. But also, it's great that the pilot basically... Suck on my war wound. (laughs) The primetime show and the pilot has a scene where it's like, well, I'm not going to arrest you in front of your kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's what that sick. was. They yeah. dress it up a little more family friendly, but that's right. all that was. And I'm sorry. Ask any cop. Once you get the cuffs on somebody, you got to take him in. Yep. That's it's, it. We'll figure it out downtown. <laughs> what this little pig man is saying may be true. <laughs> Point is, we're going to figure it out downtown. Hey, speaking of prime time. This might be an interesting uh, thing to throw in here. Did you guys know that uh, Louis Anderson was the original choice to play Cousin Larry on Perfect Strangers? <laughs> and the producers just thought it wasn't working and he got fired. He got replaced by Marklin Baker, which is just, wow, think about it. Saw that son of a bitch Marklin Baker on the strip in Vegas recently. <laughs> Wanted to bite his fucking throat out. <laughs> I could have had all those adventures with Cousin Balky. I could have done it. I get a piece, Roseanne. I get a taste. All that perfect stranger's money. I'll shake down that fucking Balky Bartakamoos. Me and my coons. And then also... Man, I could not imagine. You know, I didn't. I didn't. Him, him dressed like the kingpin. He's got like a coat draped over his shoulders. Perfect a hat. casting. Yeah, a hat off to the side a bit. But then also, I imagine in my world where Louis Anderson holds grudges against people, which I'm sure he's like a very nice guy. He's just yeah, making jokes. Almost here. certainly is. But. In this fake world, Louis Anderson also begrudges Bronson Pinchot for not standing up for him when the producers made that call, right? Oh, yeah, you didn't give a fuck. You got green-lighted either way, Bronson. You son of a bitch. You should have stood up for me. We were bunnies. We were perfect strangers. Bronson Pinchot's trying to shop at a Macy's. We should have scheduled a walkout. They couldn't have fired both of us. They couldn't replace you, Bronson. Oh, easily. (laughs) They would have been... Okay. (laughs) That's that's the end of that conversation. Hey, Marklin Baker got a brother. (laughs) Oh, man. So whatever. They decorate this woman's house. The kids help out. It's a big thing. It looks great. Old lady comes home. Oh, isn't this fantastic? That's so nice. Takes the kids in. There's this great scene. This other kid, the car is coming around the corner. Oh, and yeah. this kid's like, that car's a piece of shit. It's never going to make it, Louie Anderson. <laughs> What's amazing is he knows that it's the Anderson family car. Right? He's like, oh, there's that green shit box. Your mom's almost home. Green Rambler. I know that green Rambler anywhere. It's your shitty family's. <laughs> Hey, that car is a classic, (laughs) says the angry father seconds away from that cartoon heart attack. Oh, I'm going to hit that kid. I'm going to hit all these kids. See what happens then. See how much the Rambler sucks then. And back then, you could totally do that, especially as a (laughs) vat man. You could just smack around any kid you want. No one would care. Walking around hitting other people's kids. Unbelievable. What a world. I can't wait to get into a time machine and do it. (laughs) (laughs) So... 
what I think to be the one good joke in this entire episode, I got a legitimate laugh out of it, as did my wife, is Louis Anderson comes back in with the voiceover to tell us that while this woman was grateful that we we did this for her, turns out she didn't decorate for Christmas because she's Jewish. And it's like a good, like Louis Anderson doing the narration is, uh, you know, he, he gets enough of a pause in between the setup and the punchline. And he's just like, because she's Jewish. And it's just, I, something about it worked. We had to report laugh. her to the secret police. <laughs> <laughs> it was that long ago. Dad was happy to make the call. My dad fought for the Kaiser in the first war. I mean, he got. He, he said he was doing a civic duty. He must have done something right. He got a promotion at work. <laughs> so then we, yeah, we go back to Louis Anderson for a second, and it's just like. Still wrapping these presents, gang. But from my invisible family to yours, Merry Christmas. It just, but yeah, watching him do it though is so unsettling. Like going from the dad yeah, yeah, voice back down like, to his gift. Who wants gift? And he's like, "Well, good night." I'm like, "Oh, these ghosts will haunt me forever." <laughs> hey, you and me both, buddy. <laughs> Sure hope this cartoon goes to series, gang. I got a lot more skeletons. I got to get out of this closet. <laughs> was anybody embarrassed watching this? I was a bit. I mean, I, I, I mean, not that I'm going back for more episodes, but it's kind of competently made. I think the character design is a real problem. Like, it's, it's gross. Not just him, but everybody. Like the baseline is critic. You know what I mean? It looks very. Everybody looks very critic esque the way that yeah. they're drawn. But like every the, the 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 father looks like this weird Tim Burton nightmare, and he's... the mom looks like a puffy like Big Hero Six potato. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. He does. Yeah. Yeah, the little brother's like a little dough ball. Like he doesn't even have legs. <laughs> he looks like an egg. It's really weird. You know, I almost didn't mind this one just because of the uh, the storyline was pretty straightforward. It wasn't like it wasn't like totally ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like whatever. Um, I wasn't too embarrassed. I was, I, I guess, I was embarrassed listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I find listening to this cartoon very horrifying. Uh, I wasn't embarrassed by it. I actually watched a lot of this cartoon Growing as a up. kid. I watched a ton of Life with Louie because it was on that like Friday after school block. So yeah. you had like it was like superheroes and then weird cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, the cat. Yeah, Eek the yes. Cat was around this time. Oh, so I was, like, was Eek the Cat. I was li- eating that up. Life with Louie, like you had to do those things, and then like X Men came on. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it was all in that like after school block. I watched a ton of this show, so this for me was a real like nostalgia moment. But mm. at the time watching it now, I was like, why wasn't I more upset by these voices? Because this is horrifying. <laughs> ah. Life with Louie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Animation Damnation for this round, gang. If you want more ADs, you can go to whmpodcast.com. There's some that are on the main feed. There's some that are on the app only. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes. We do these once a month. We do mailbags once a month. We're trying to step up other side shows more once a month. This is the last right. Animation Damnation of 2014. It's the one-year anniversary of Animation Damnation. Is it really? We oh, did the right. last one, the, the first one in December? Yeah. he Ra Christmas special. He-Man, she Ra Christmas yeah, special. Yeah. I couldn't say it then. You can't say it now. <laughs> I, you know what? I shortened it. He-Ra. 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 That's sort of like hoorah. <laughs> like my war wounds getting wet out here. <laughs> well, the... God, <laughs> gross. Well, it could be raining. 
Well, there's definitely going to be more animation damnations in 2015, so stay tuned. Until the new year, I'm Andrew Jupiter. Eric Siska. Steven Sada. Take it easy.